welcome to another episode of Brick by Brick. I'm your current host, Emily Verbecki. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this newest episode. I'm excited to have Audrey Dean with us today, even though she may be still a bit tired <laughs> and not recovered yet from this weekend's festivities, which she's going to tell us all about in just a few minutes. Um, Audrey is the executive director of Kids and Stuff Children's Museum, located in the heart of downtown Albion. And I am regularly reminded by mostly my parents that um, there were you know, certainly several businesses that never shut their doors um, in downtown Albion during you know, the most recent decline of, of downtown. But Kids and Stuff was one of the first new organizations that put their stake in the ground and took a risk to open their doors, believing that downtown Albion was important. It was going to be the source of uh, revitalization and the center of it within Albion. Um, and even though businesses such as Albion Malibu and the newly restored Peabody Building are great additions, sometimes people mention that you know they are the start to it, but they're they're missing out and forgetting that kids and stuff, which in a lot of my conversations have realized that some of our greatest assets and resources, we sometimes as a community forget about mm -hmm. because we see them all day, every day. Um, and that other people from outside have to remind us how important they are and valuable they are. So I just, I think, you know, it's amazing to think about that uh, kids and stuff put down their roots 16 years ago, um, well before the Malibu had dreams of, of being here or starting to put those plans there. And uh, we shouldn't forget not only the businesses that stayed over during that time, but even some of the, the newest renovation or the renovation that started things like kids and stuff. And then the then came the BOEM and, and, and those, those organizations helped pave the way for some of the newest additions um, to the downtown. So before you start telling us about all the reasons for this weekend's celebration, can you share a bit about your Albion story? How and where does it start, Audrey? Sure. Well, uh, I am originally from Northeast Indiana, and I was running a, a multidisciplinary arts center, ballet school, um, gallery, couple concert series. Uh, it was a very big job for uh, a brand new executive director in her 20s, but it was a great job. Uh, but I was looking for a change, and I came across the job listing for kids and stuff on the Association of Children's Museums website. And I thought, well, this sounds ideal. So I uh, came and read about Albion. Uh, this, this really sounds good. Came up for my first interview. And I came down the hill next to the cemetery to, and crossed the, the river. And something about coming down the hill, and it was mm, late summer, early fall, so it was gorgeous, everything was green, you know, the canopied trees on 99 as you're coming into town. And it was, it just looked so ideal coming into the brick street, uh, seeing the mural on the side of parks and, um, and then just coming downtown and boom, there's kids and stuff. It's like, this is where I wanna be. So I was really glad that the board took a chance on me despite my, uh, snarky comments during my interview and uh, <laughs> I, I definitely cracked a Star Wars joke uh, that I don't think half the people who were in the, on the interview understood but <laughs> uh, but they took a chance on me and I'm so glad that they did because here we are five and a half years later and this is still the best job in the world. Wonderful. So some of the the 
the balance that Albion has of nature and downtown mm. and historic is really what kind of captured your heart early on. Absolutely. I'm a small town girl anyway. Um, have always lived in, in small towns or smaller cities my whole life, but also, um, you know, Albion's racial diversity was very important to my family. Um, I have a mixed family and, uh, we came from Lily White, uh, Northeast Indiana. So this was a very important thing to me as we were choosing somewhere to have children and raise children. Um, so yeah, it's been, and, and the wonderful thing about Albion is that, from the very beginning, I've never had a doubt in my mind that people wanted the museum to succeed and they wanted me to succeed personally. Mm. And that's awesome. That is so cool to be in a community that you can feel that. Mm. And uh, I remember going to my first eggs and issues when I was here. I was out at Duck Lake Country Club. And uh, <laughs> one of the waiters kept filling my coffee when my back was turned. So I ended up having probably six cups before they let me get up and talk. <laughs> and I think my opening line to, uh, to the Albion business community sounded something like, Hi, I'm Audrey Dean, and I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> so, uh, and, and somehow still accepted me. So... <laughs> energy right from the get-go. Exactly. I sounded like a, a hyperactive Pomeranian, but you know, it's all good. <laughs> yes, it is all good. So now, so you've been here, you said five and a half years? Five and a half years. Five and a half years. So not not the whole time of, of Kids and Stuff existence, but what was just celebrated this past weekend was the Kids and Stuff Sweet 16 birthday party. Mm -hmm. um, so tell us about that event for the people who missed out and missed out greatly. I went. <laughs> it was an outstanding time. I really enjoyed spending time with the, the community and, and being in this space and, and being a kid, um, a kid at heart, we, that we all have the, those pieces um, of us. So tell us about that event that, that when people missed out on it. So yeah, if you didn't come, you did really miss out. But thankfully, we're going to make this kind of a, an annual thing. But the thought behind the event, in addition to just celebrating and having fun, was to get people into the museum. We've had the auction every year, but we've always had it at the college. So a lot of our supporters never see inside the space. Because unless you have grandkids or children who are of the age to come to kids and stuff... Sometimes it might feel a little awkward to just mm -hmm. come in. So we wanted to get people back into our space, and we wanted to show off our personality. So some of the activities that we had at the Sweet 16 were things that we do in the museum on the daily. We made slime, because that's what we do. Uh, <laughs> we did some squirt gun painting and some big, messy art. We did a supermarket sweep kind of game in our Felposh grocery exhibit, um, Lots of things to just have a ton of fun. Yeah, built boats. Built boats, yeah, for the water table. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was it was wonderful. It, we wanted it to kind of mirror an experience that my staff and I get every year at conference, which is the host museum will put on a huge party. And it's all these museum professionals who come in and we have a few glasses of adult beverage, and they just set us loose in the museum, and we're dancing, and we're doing activities, uh, and we're playing with the exhibits just like we would if we were small children. Mm -hmm. And that's really what I wanted to replicate with this event. And 
I was so stoked that everyone seemed to really get into it. There wasn't a hesitation of, no, I don't want to get my hands dirty. I don't want to make slime. It was, yeah, I want to make slime. Slime's awesome. <laughs> uh, people who I never would have expected, I won't name names, but people who I would have never expected uh, to just jump in head first to these activities were so into it. And it, it just makes my heart happy. So for those people who didn't come to the Sweet 16 event, mm -hmm. and also, like you said, don't have kids or grandkids or a niece or a nephew that they can bring in and, you know, because coming in as an adult without a child is slightly creepy. <laughs> you just, you don't want to be that person. <laughs> um, so for an adult who hasn't been to an event or had the, the chance to come into the museum, they don't know what Kids and Stuff is about, Describe the experience of kids and stuff for those who are listening and haven't been able to see it and experience it for themselves. Well, kids and stuff is all about child-led learning and exploration. So what we have in the museum are several spaces that don't have any instruction to them. So what we want is for kids to come in and explore the space and to use it the way that they want to use it. So... Uh, you know, we have a, a cabin here that we call our conservation station. And the idea when we built it was that we would teach children about their, um, their, the natural environment in the state of Michigan and what it gets used for more often than not is the hideout in the woods after they've robbed the credit union. <laughs> and that is Okay. <laughs> I mean, might as well get it out of your system now before you grow up and want to rob a real bank. But uh, <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter. It's it's that it's the pretend play. It's the dramatic play. It's writing a script for a situation and determining the key players in a situation. It's getting uh, people to join in, making new friends. Uh, it's pulling your parents down onto the floor to play with you and to have that that family bonding time in a place that we're not going to tell you how to use things. When I hear from other people, hey, we like kids and stuff better than we like, I won't name names again, because <laughs> we love all of our children's museum colleagues. It's an awesome field to be in because we can be so um, collegial. But the thing that they love about kids and stuff is that there's no right or wrong way to play with things. There's, there's no end goal. It's just pure play. And I have to imagine, with my background in sort of psychology and <laughs> developmental psychology too, that, that each of the exhibits can meet kids in the developmental stages that they're at. That, you know, at the stage, they could just get up and dance um, for kids who are sort of in that developmental stage, but then older kids who want to direct a full production or you know make those attempts that 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 is another experience that they can have in the same space without it having to be two separate spaces absolutely and that is always awesome to see when we have older kids come in my first thought is always oh no 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 you're too old for the space you're not going to enjoy it and then they prove me wrong and it's awesome mm -hmm. uh, especially when they come in with you know, little cousins or younger siblings that, that they really, really get into it. 
What is your, what is the target age range then of the museum? Even though you say, you know, you can definitely have older brothers and sisters or cousins um, that can really enjoy the space, especially with, you know, younger siblings. But what is the target age range that the museum uh, shoots for in their, in their offerings? We target uh, zero to 10. And uh, what we tell people when they call in and ask, you know, is my child old enough for the museum is, you know, we have a, a room for babies that uh, where they can explore. But once your child starts walking, that's when they're going to really enjoy the whole museum. Awesome. So we've talked about, and I think most of our listeners will be able to make the connection about how kids and stuff is important to kids. But how is kids and stuff important to not only Albion's youth and kids, but to its residents, its community at large? Um, how does kids and stuff play a role within the larger community? Sure. Well, I think one thing that most people don't realize is how many people we're bringing in from outside of Albion. We are a huge economic driver, um, generating about uh, $800,000 in revenue for the city per year. Um, we see about 20,000 people here a year, and 92% of them are not from Albion. They don't have a 49224 zip code. So... So we're, when we bring people in for our events or our free days or just when they come, they are bringing uh, their money into Albion. So they're stopping to buy coffee. They're having lunch. They are, uh, you know, going down to Sterling or Pure Albion to shop. So, so we're bringing them in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we love more things that we can tell them um, to do so they can enhance their visit to Albion. Also, uh, you know, for the residents of Albion, we have lots of free programs. This is a great thing to do with your children, regardless of income. And we do have an income assistance program called Museums for All. So anyone who shows us their EBT card can come in for uh, just $1.50 per person as opposed to the normal $6.50. So for our residents, we offer something to do, uh, and regardless of income. And just having a, a children's museum downtown, we are, we're a draw for families to want to come and live here. Uh, I didn't realize, because I had no children when I, when I took this job, now I have two. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and I can't imagine living anywhere without a children's museum now. <laughs> we, we live here even on the weekends uh, because that's when I can bring them here. Mm-hmm. This is probably the big second house that you guys have for your kids. Absolutely, absolutely. And my kids freak out a little bit when we come, when there's actually other people here. It's like, wait, 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 this is our space. No, 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 this is the museum. There's other people here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I know my son still refers to it as grandma's museum. And I think a lot of kids, um, 
you know, that, that have grandparents or aunts and uncles that when they come and visit and they come here, then they do refer to it as grandma's or aunties mm-hmm. or, or, or whoever's yeah. museum because they make the association that when I visit that person, then I get to go to kids and stuff too, which is a really great experience for them to have that positive experience all the way around, not just in the visit with family um, or friends, but also in, uh, in exploring the community and learning new things along the way. Yes, I, I love hearing the names that kids have for the museum. Uh, you know, we've heard Grandma's Museum or we get My Museum mm. a lot. It's my Museum. Uh, my daughter calls it the museum with the purple doors. Oh, okay. But that My Museum, that's the kind of ownership you, you want anybody to have Absolutely. over community resources or, or, or components in any community that because when there's ownership you value it you take mm-hmm. care of it you support it in whatever ways that you can um, and it, it doesn't mean that it has to be a monetary donation it can be volunteering it can be helping to organize you know event or asking people for donations it seems like there's almost that our, you know, our my museum is the, the, the sense that we want kids and adults to have. Absolutely. Absolutely. Even just, you know, when you're talking to people out of town, have you visited our museum? Mm-hmm. It's our museum. Not have you visited kids and stuff? Have you visited our museum? Uh, and I'll tell you, one of the best people who, uh, who's been an ambassador for us has been Andrew French. He has kids and stuff on the back of his business card, a free admission pass on the back of his business card. Oh. And anyone he meets, he hands the business card and he says, have you visited our museum yet? That's so awesome. I, I want to see, that's the Andrew French challenge. I want to see everybody in Albion giving <laughs> out free passes to people outside the community. Have you visited our museum? That does sound like that's that's a great challenge. <laughs> um, and I know that you're connected to a lot of other executive di- directors across the U.S. Um, I have to imagine there's common challenges that everybody sees that Albion and, you know, our Kids and Stuff Museum is not, you know, it's not unique um, to struggles. It's I'm sure it's museums, it's nonprofits. They all kind of have some unique struggles. But do you feel like there's any struggles or challenges that are unique here to kids and stuff? Uh, I'm sure they are. You're right. Most of the challenges that we face are are fairly universal. It's really funny. Uh, we're really close with the folks up in Traverse City at uh, the Great Lakes Children's Museum, and our struggles really seem to mirror theirs, mm-hmm. even though the, the um, composition of the city is so different. Right. Um, Unique struggles to Albion. Well, the Brick Street. <laughs> Two summers running. Uh, we are so glad to have that over and done with. Although, really, we didn't see that much of a dip in attendance. So uh, it was just a, a bit of a pain in the tush. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. But it looks lovely now. Um, you know, we love being downtown. We love our historic building, but a historic building does come with its own challenges. Um, we had to repair the roof very suddenly uh, a couple of years ago. We had another leak this last year. Um, just very unique challenges as far as that goes. Um, but generally, I, I'd say that that things are going well, and then the, the challenges that we have are... Uh, easy enough to overcome. Good. 
So I'm sure throwing a successful Sweet 16, sweet 16 party was on your to-do list and one of your goals uh, for the, the start of, of 2019, but what are other goals that you have for kids and, uh, for kids and stuff this year for 2019? Well, um, so one of the things that I'd like to see, I want to see more people taking advantage of our membership program. Um, I'd like to get to uh, back over 200 member families. We had a bit of a dip in membership, and I think one of the reasons is that we're not telling people how great membership is, because if you come more than four times a year, then you may as well be members. So, <laughs> uh, plus a bunch of other perks, uh, including we have a members-only egg hunt coming up. Oh, okay. So, uh, which is a really cool member perk because it's, it feels exclusive, <laughs> and Boy, is it fun to find eggs in the museum. <laughs> I bet that is. Yeah, and you don't have to worry about any of the weather. Right. Or it being too cold. or Right, anything. right. Exactly. You're not hunting eggs in the snow. Because right. <laughs> hashtag pure Michigan. Yes. <laughs> totally possible. Yes. So, um, so definitely membership for this year. We're also constantly reevaluating our spaces and... Uh, trying to determine what we can make better, uh, what we want to replace. Um, the other big goal for this year is to start fundraising for a new water table. Mm. Our water table is 16, well, no, it's over 16 years old because it was, uh, it was pre-owned. <laughs> and it's been a trusty piece for us. It it's still a favorite. It is actually the favorite of 2019. We just found out we did our museum madness bracket <laughs> and uh, folks on our Facebook page and at the Sweet 16 got to vote for their favorite exhibit. And lo and behold, it is the water table. It was a very, very, very close run with the grocery store. <laughs> we came down to, I think it came down to one vote. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, so we will be fundraising for a new water table and ideally, I'm still dreaming right now about what the water table could be. I'd love to see it reflect uh, the forks. Mm. I would love to see that piece of Albion come into the museum. So we'll see how possible that is. I'm not an engineer, and so I'm <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to draw this out, and they're going to be like, yeah, no, it's not really possible to do that. <laughs> but if you don't ask, then you won't know. If you don't ask, you won't know. So, um, so yeah, we are looking at that and our auction this year, which will be October 12th. That's going to be a huge vehicle for us to raise, raise some funds for this water table. Wonderful. And did you have goals set for the Sweet 16 party that you reached or exceeded? Um, our, <laughs> well, the, the cute goal was 16,000. We, uh, we were thinking a little bit more along uh, the lines of 15,000 and we did net 15,000. Excellent. So that is phenomenal. We grossed over the, the 16,000 goal. So we'll say that that's <laughs> that the goal was for gross. Uh, <laughs> but it was, this was a really fantastic addition to our, our, not only our fundraising calendar, but our events calendar and, and having something fun in the museum for adults. Yeah. And it's a good reminder too, that, that, uh, often when you set out to raise money that you're going to have expenses along the way, it isn't just, it doesn't happen for nothing. No, no. If you want a good um, event, you got to spend money to make money. That That's, is, <laughs> that right. but thankfully we had some wonderful sponsors for the event. The Greater Albion Chamber of Commerce sponsored the seven night stay in Vegas that we were, uh, 
drawing down to raffle off. Um, Arnett Law Group, Demert Construction, uh, Brandy Eggleston, Edward Jones, as well as our food station sponsors, Foundry Bakehouse, Rosie's Flavor, uh, Gina's Pizza Deli, and Bigby Coffee. So we were so thankful to all these folks who uh, who donated things in kind for us or, or were sponsors. Uh, just absolutely phenomenal, the community response to this. That's awesome. Takes a village, right? It does. Mm-hmm. Even for a kids' museum. <laughs> to raise a kids' museum. <laughs> so I know I personally see kids and stuff role in Albion as being very important. And I guess my guess is probably you attend a lot of community meetings, community discussions, and you probably go with a lens of Albion's kids first, thinking about them and their needs. Um, Am I right in saying Mm -hmm. that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So with that, what conversations are you not hearing enough, or do you feel like haven't happened yet, but you feel like they're valuable conversations that Albion needs to have that they aren't yet having? That's an interesting question. Um, hmm. Well, I think the conversations around uh, early childhood education have tapered off a little bit. Uh, that was really going strong when I first got here. Uh, literacy and early childhood education for our children in Albion. Uh, that was before the district closed uh, and we were uh, annexed by Marshall. Um, So those conversations might be happening in different places now, Mm -hmm. but we have been kind of on the outside of that conversation for the last few years since annexation did occur. And I think that it's important for those, for educators and other people who are working with children not to forget about us as a resource. Yeah. and a a partner that that can be around the table who may have something to offer. Uh, As far as other conversations that need to be happening, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. That's a... Well, maybe on a second follow-up interview. That'll be homework. (laughs) So do you feel like uh, following the annexation um, that that the the Marshall School District that includes Albion now... Mm -hmm. Do they, especially at the early childhood level, do they see kids and stuff as a resource? Or because the district offices are in Marshall, is that conversation harder? Do you feel like you have to, like, shout a little more? <laughs> I'm over here. We, a yeah, I think, that, I think that we do kind of get forgotten a little bit. And, I, you know, if, if anyone in Albion is going to get forgotten, I'd rather it be the museum than the kids. So, uh <laughs> Well, uh, we'd love to be included in those conversations, though, and to be utilized more. We did have a decent response from um, from some of the early childhood uh, providers in Marshall to our new Vroom uh, science outreach mm. program uh, that we launched last year. So we, we were in Marshall a bit for that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that... I think that we could play a greater role. Um, we're bringing a lot of people in from outside, but I think Albion and Marshall uh, organizations and uh, the educational system could definitely 
use us more as a resource. Yeah, absolutely. So if anybody from Marshall is listening. <laughs> if you're listening. Yes. <laughs> don't forget Kiss and Stuff. It's a great resource. We want to help. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I mean, I think too, you know, there's knowledge you know, in, in, in knowledge resources within the board and staff on developmental components mm-hmm. and, and this space being so accessible to all kids is is a huge resource. So, yes. Yeah. Anybody who's listening. One, one of the things I'd love to see is, you know, there's been this this big push to bridge our communities. Well, this is the meeting place for mm-hmm. both communities, children and families. So I'd love to see us play host to something uh, that that formally recognized that bridge, because you see it on free days, mm-hmm. and when you have you know a few kindergartners or preschoolers in here, they're not asking where you're from. No, this is <laughs> the children's What's your zip code. Exactly, the children's museum is the big unifier. Yeah, and so I'd love to see. I'd love to play more of a, a role in in that. Uh, it's because like you need like mom meetup groups or you know those to have mm-hmm. play dates here yes. in the museum. Yep. You, know, you, you don't just have to have them at home. You can have them here in, in yeah. The- and we don't care if the carpet gets messed up. <laughs> That's right. Or if they leave things out. Yeah. You know we have people that pick yes. up the dress clothes and yep. you know yep. put the babies back. <laughs> those kinds of things. Yep. <laughs> you don't even you have to worry it. about it. And you even have snacks here for them. Yep. So. <laughs> It's a win-win. All right, so kind of enough about kids and stuff for the time being. Uh, If people or somebody were to run into you around Albion or somewhere around and you weren't wearing your kids and stuff executive director hat, what would they find you doing, Audrey? Well, most of the time they're going to find me with uh, my two littles, uh, Jerome, who is four. Uh, he'll be starting kindergarten in Homer this uh, this coming year. Um, we can see the front door of Homer Elementary from our front door. So, uh, uh, And then my two-year-old Zia, who t- attends Little Lambs here in town, and uh, it's her first day in the big girl room. So <laughs> it is a big day. And uh, yeah, so most of the time they're going to see me with the kids and my husband, Torrance, and uh, we'll be out doing family things. We, we love to be outside, and or we're here. <laughs> we spend a lot of my off hours right back at the museum. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a, a craft beer enthusiast, so they see me at Malleable or at other local breweries. Uh, Imperial Stout is my jam now at uh, the Saboteurs at Malleable is my new favorite. So good. So they might see you doing a wide variety of activities if they find you absolutely outside of your executive director role. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for taking time today. Really appreciate. Congratulations on the museum's 16th birthday. Can't wait to hear about the 17th birthday and 18th and 20th and 25th. Um, I think, you know, all of those birthdays will be worthy of celebration and uh, to see all the growth and development that the museum um, will have in the future, I think is, is gonna be outstanding. So thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thanks for thanks for inviting me, I appreciate it. Wonderful. So well, that's a wrap on another episode of Brick by Brick. 
Brick by Brick is your source for the best conversation about what has happened and what is happening in Albion. A big thank you again to our guest, Audrey Dean. We know after her long weekend that talking more about the weekend might not have been what she had on the docket, but we really appreciate her insights and all of her enthusiasm. We hope you'll join us for our next podcast in a few weeks. Make sure to subscribe to Brick by Brick either on iTunes or at soundcloud.com or direct, go directly to our website, downtownalbion.com forward slash Brick by Brick to listen to past episodes. As always, we welcome your feedback. And if you or anyone you know would be a great guest on the podcast, be sure to share your contact information with us. Until next time, we'll see you around town.